on your heart to receive the word of God. I like to have friends. And I have many friends in my life. Yeah? And I love them. But you know, when I need a special advice, I go to my real friends. I have hundred friends. Thank you. I have a hundred of friends in Brazil, my original country, here in Ireland, especially here in the church. But when I need one strong advice, I go to my real friends, especially my father, my wife. <laughs> and I go because I know that they will speak the truth. We have many friends. They are best at sharing good stories with us. They are good to create memories, you know, some trips that we do together. But when you need to listen the truth, only a few then, only your real friends will tell you the truth. Lily and I, we usually say to our children, we have two children, and we say, if you want to be, uh, if you want to receive comfort in your life, you know, to be good, go to your friends and ask them. And then you say to you, oh, it's fine, do it. But if you want to listen the truth, go to me. <laughs> go to your mom, and we're going to speak the truth for you. Think about, if you are trying to buy something, like something useless, something useless, you are probably thinking, oh, it's no good, yes? So you go to a friend and ask to your friend, should I buy it? What will they say for you? Yes, if it makes you happy, go. Do it, buy it. You have to feel good, you know. You have the, your right. Today, everything is right, you know, so you have your right. <laughs> so if you feel good, go and buy, etc. But if you go to a real friend, they will help you to really think about, like, oh, brother, like, it's, it's nice, but do you need it? It's a useless thing. <laughs> I think you never use it. Do not think that maybe you are wasting your money. The real friend will tell you the truth. A real friend always tells the truth for you. And based in 2 Timothy chapter 4, the message today is, the truth hurts. <laughs> when I was trying to prepare this message, I was praying, and I said, God, what kind of message, title, I need to write. And this come to my heart like the truth hurts. Mm, hurting me right now. <laughs> because hurt to listen to the truth, isn't it? And I think today you may be hurt by the truth that comes from heaven. Okay, from the Bible, the word of God. But you'll be better for your future. The truth hurts. And as the good friend that I am, I'll tell you a truth from the Bible today. Amen? Look there. The truth is like a surgery. It hurts, but it cures. Lie is like a painkiller. It gives instant relief, but has side effects forever. The truth will hurt you, but will heal you. The painkiller, maybe at the moment it's good, but comes with a lot of side effects forever. 
When Paul, Apostle Paul, he wrote the book of 2 Timothy, he was cast into a dark, a damp, cold, unhealthy prison from which people only, only get out from there with serious disease or death. He was ready to die for Christ at that prison. And at the time, <clears throat> the Emperor Nero, he set the city of Rome on fire. After that, he blamed the arsons on Christians. Then a brutal and bloody persecution begins against the church of God. Back then, there was a lack of wood to make crosses. So many Christians were crucified in home in that period. They had no woods enough to create crosses and crucified our brothers and sisters in Rome. Believers were tired to pose and set on fire to light up the streets of Rome. This is the truth at the beginning of our church. Our brothers and sisters were killed in a terrible way because they loved Jesus and they spoke the truth. Before Paul dies, from prison, he writes this letter to Timothy and to us today. And I'd like to read for you 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to verse 6. It says, In the presence of God, <clears throat> sorry, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give this charge. He's speaking to Timothy here. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and courage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth. Look here. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myth. But you, Timothy, you, Church of God, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Amen. To hear. Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 17, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Jesus told. God, he was praying for us. God, please sanctify your church by the truth. And he reminded us. Your word, your message, the Bible, the gospel, is the truth. And Paul here, he's not concerned with himself, but with the gospel. His purpose in this last letter 
is to make Timothy aware of his responsibility to first keep the gospel or in other words keep the truth second suffer for the gospel in other words suffer for the truth persevere in the gospel or persevere in the truth and preach the gospel preach always the truth and we have some truths to share today and maybe you will feel uncomfortable because our flesh doesn't want to change our wrong ways the truth always wounds a man's pride and denounces the malignity of his sins the natural man does not discern the things of god only the spirit of god can incline our ears to hear the word of god so please open your ears today to listen the truth amen first thing that we can learn here be prepared verse 1 and verse 2 Paul says, in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge, Timothy. I give you this charge, Shalom Christian Fellowship from Monaghan. Preach the word and be prepared. Be prepared in season and out of season. Paul tells Timothy to be prepared to preach the gospel. Be prepared in season out of season. It means you have to walk in the right path. You have to walk in holiness at all times, always. So when the time comes, you preach the gospel through your life and by words, using your own words. Be ready to be used by God. In the same book, Paul says to Timothy in another verse, 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, he says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Pastor Marcio, he is preaching here for two Sundays about how to preach, yes? How to touch hearts through the word of God. And now you are learning how to be an evangelist. How to be prepared to be used by God as pastor is teaching us. We need to be prepared. Be approved before God. Be approved before men. In order to speak about the truth, the gospel, you have to present yourself to God as one approved worker. And here we have some truths to speak about today. How can I walk? as an approved man or approved woman before God and before society. And I select some kind of words, special words to speak to you right now. And the first lesson, to be prepared, to preach the gospel, to be one approved man or woman before God, have self-control. First lesson, do you have self-control? When you are angry, do you shout or you control yourself? The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 32, listen, better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control 
than one who takes a seat. To be prepared to preach the gospel, you need to have self-control. People are looking to you. Before you preach, people are looking to your life. You have self-control. People are looking to your actions. What do you do? How you react in difficult situations. Not in good situations, because good is easy. <laughs> but in hard times, it's a challenge to have self-control. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can help us to get it. Self-control is a part of one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And please, let's pay attention to the way we respond when we are angry, when we are in trouble, when we have a disagreement. Let's have self-control and get this power by the Spirit. Amen? So to preach the gospel, you need to have self-control. Second lesson, you need to have character. Many pastors around the world, they are not preaching about that anymore. It's hard to listen to one preaching, one message about this. Character. When you look and Paul is telling about how can you be a man of God or a pastor in the, in the church of God, he lists around 15, 18 things. You know, you have to, to be one, you have to marry, you have to have just one wife, you have to take care of your children, don't give your life to the wine and drinkness and that stuff. Let's put 15, I don't remember the exact number, okay? But let's put 15. From 15, 12 is about character. 12 things to be approved man before God. And nowadays, this is losing its meaning. This is losing its meaning. People are trying to change what's moral into immoral. The world is trying to shut the truth up. It seems like if you see someone doing something wrong, you should not speak up because they will be upset with you. No, <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> we need to tell the truth, the word of God. Also, we need to have character. And what does character mean? In the dictionary, it's the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. Mental and moral quality of your life. And the Bible says in Proverbs 10, verse 9, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. The Bible says that we need to walk in integrity. We need to pay our bills. This is what the Bible means. We need to pay our bills. We need to have a good name. We need to be friendly. We have to speak always the truth, no matter who. We need to speak the truth. So let's be practical, the third lesson. First, do not lie. The Bible says in John chapter 8, 44 about lie. For you are the children of your father, the devil. Jesus is telling that. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murdered from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. 
devil is a father of lies. If you are living a, if you are lying in your life, your father is not God. Is <laughs> devil. The Bible says, Jesus said it. The truth doesn't cost anything, but a lie could cost you everything. The truth doesn't cost anything for you, but a lie cold will cost to you everything in your life. You destroyed your life, just one liar. Lie destroyed relationships. If someone lies to you, it's hard to trust them again, isn't it? Their words after a lie are worthless. You don't trust anymore. So please don't lie. And the fourth lesson now, do not use bad words. Look what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Don't use foe or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. <clears throat> and I've seen many people singing, <laughs> preaching, speaking about God in another times, speaking bad words. It's a shame. It's a shame. We need to decide what side are we. The side of God or the side of devil. Please, if you are speaking bad words in your job, in your work, in your family, when you are with your friends, you know, what you are listening on social media, YouTube, please stop with that. Do not use. The Bible says, do not use full or abusive language. But let everything you say be good and helpful. So use your mouth to praise and not to destroy your relationship with God. You are the temple of God. Don't forget that. So don't say bad words, before you preach, people, they are looking to your words. People are looking to your behavior. You need to have character. Fifth lesson, do not make bad jokes. Look what the Bible says about it. First Peter 2, 1, 3. Therefore, write yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. I have an example about that, about bad, bad jokes. Uh, I was a bank manager, I was working in a bank, and there, I was the only Christian. In that, in that time, I, I, I was just me and my big boss, you know, my manager. So two in around 30 people, Christians. And the, the managers there, every time we had meetings, you know, together about the numbers and that stuff. And everybody is, was speaking bad words and bad jokes. And many times we are just uh, alone, just a small group with five, six managers. I was there, of course, because I was taking some coffee, you know, and doing something in the meeting. 
And everybody's speaking bad jokes, bad jokes, malice things, disgusting things. And every time I was trying to say good jokes, you know, <laughs> maybe with no funny moments, <laughs> but like a small and short jokes. And they laughed because, oh, man, you are terrible. Don't speak like that. <laughs> we want to speak about the malice. We want to speak about the woman, you know. And no, but let's try to speak like that. And one man, he looked to me with a different eyes. And after a few days, he came to my room. He closed the, the door in my office. He closed the door and he told, can I ask you something? I told, yes, you can. He had maybe 15 days in our agents. He was new there. And he told, are you a Christian? And I told, why are you speaking to me? Why are you asking me about that? He told, no, because I can see your behavior there. You don't speak bad words. You don't speak bad jokes. When we speak about woman, you run away. <laughs> maybe we're different. Maybe you are a Christian. But did you see Jesus in me? That is what you are speaking to me? Oh, there's something different in you because I know someone that is Christian also. And he is like you, you know. <laughs> He's a good guy. And I start to speak with him. I used no words until that moment to speak about Jesus to him. Just my behavior. And we, we tried to speak. He told me, oh, I smoke every time. I cannot quit with that. And I told to him, Jesus can help you. Jesus can save you. You know, I, I preached the gospel for him, maybe 10 minutes that in the office. And I challenged him to go to another church, not my church, because I was far away from home. And I told, go to another church. I know that church. They will receive you there and you can speak about Jesus. And he told, can you go with me? I told, no. <laughs> you go alone. <laughs> I have many things to do. Go alone. And he went there alone. Another day he came and he told, Paulo, you know that pastor? And I told, no, I don't know. I, I know some people there. And he told, I don't know what happened. But when I arrived there, he, it seems that he was speaking only to me. He was speaking my life. He knew everything about me. And he told, okay, do you want to receive Jesus? And, oh, I want, but I'm ashamed. I want, but I'm ashamed. And he said, no, don't be ashamed. God is speaking the truth for you. The truth that, that he can save you. But everything starts from because I didn't participate of bad jokes. Do the same in your work. Do the same in your school. Be the light there, amen? Be the light. Do not make bad jokes. And the sixth, last, sixth lesson, do not betray your spouse. Today, like it's normal, you'll hear about that, you know? Ah, someone quit the marriage. He started again with another one. It's like normal, but the truth tells that it's not. The truth tells it's not. Look what the Bible says in Hebrew chapter 13, verse 4. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. I don't trust someone, someone who betrays their wife. I don't trust. One day I was having a lunch with my boss, not in this agents, another agents. He invited me to have a lunch. 
and I didn't know about his personal life. We were together, and we started to speak about, you know, some managers, they, they are betraying their wives, and we knew about that. And so sad about them, but they, they are. And suddenly I, I told this phrase to my boss, and I thought, sorry boss, but when I see like that, I don't trust someone who betrays their wife. And he looked to me, thought, so you don't trust in me? And I thought, why? Because he thought, because I married again now, but I betrayed my wife with this actual woman, you know, that I'm living. And I looked to him, and I thought, sorry, but I don't trust in you anymore. <laughs> I need to speak the truth for you. Sorry, because you are, you are sleeping with her every day, beside the bed every day. You betray someone you loved, someone you slept beside every day, someone you should protect from the evil. You should be her defender. If you can do that to her, whom you had a commitment to, you are likely to do this to anyone because you have no commitment with me, no commitment with anybody here in these this agents. So sorry, I cannot trust in you anymore. And he got angry with me. He was my boss, but I need to tell the truth for him. <laughs> I cannot trust. But after a few days, he got the point and he told, I accept what you, you spoke to me. <laughs> I accept. Do not betray your spouse. It's so serious because for the world, it's normal. Today is normal to betray, to change your wife, to change your husband. Just go. If it's not good for you, change. You deserve. It's your right, you know, like we did before. Don't do it. Be careful of the way you are living of your marriage. The devil is trying to break your commitment. And he starts with small things, small things, just to have a short video, just a short feeling inside of your heart. And these things become big. And if you don't stop before you realize it's too late, be faithful in your marriage. Amen? So when Paul says to Timothy, be prepared, he say these things, these things that we are learning today. And today we get the same lessons to ourselves. And we have to decide. Following Jesus is not easy. We have to deny ourselves every day. We have to deny our desires, our flesh every day. And Paul spoke about those who will not listen to the truth. What do you do? The Bible says, the verse 3 and 4, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. People don't want to hear the truth. They prefer to rise up leaders who turn their ears away from the truth. We always tell our children at home, stay away from lies. Because if you watch lies, if you watch false teachings, move with bad words, with bad behaviors, 
you will start to think that the lie is truth. If you tell a lie too many times, that will become the truth for you. So be aware, be alert. I don't know about you, but when I speak of these things, if you get itching ears, you know, like you are uncomfortable, it's probably because you need to change, because it's the truth. The truth hurts. The truth hurts. But it's better to learn now than to live a life full of lies. And the Bible says in James chapter 3, verse 9, it says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who haven't been made in God's likeness. Look that, with the same tongue. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives? Or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Wow. Dear brothers, we cannot lead a mixed life. Light with darkness, there is no sense. Truth and lies, there is no sense. Peace and anger, no, there is no sense. And I'm not here to judge you. I'm not a judge here, okay? I'm here to speak the truth for you. I'm trying to preach for you. I'm not perfect. If you think that I am perfect, I'm not. But as Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, he said that I'm not perfect. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3, chapter 13 and 14. Oh God, He's so good that He gives us a new opportunity to live the truth, to speak the truth, to wear the truth, to worship the truth, because the truth is someone. The truth is Jesus. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. The word of Jesus is truth and it hurts, but it's for our own good, amen? If you live the truth, you'll be able to preach the gospel to others. So to preach the gospel, sorry, you need to live the truth. <laughs> no lies, no bad jokes, no bad words, have character, control your behavior, have self-control, and today you have a privilege to be transformed by the truth, not by me, by the truth, and to start to walk in light. Stop mixing your life with darkness. Stop playing Christians. Walk as a child of God. Live your purpose. Walk in truth. And at the end of your life, you'll be able to say what Paul said to Timothy in the verse 7 and verse 8. And I read for you. I have fought the good fight. I want to I speak it. I want to tell it. In my last days here on earth, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. 
Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. I want to live this day when I will see my Savior Jesus face to face, and I want to listen from him. You were a faithful servant. I'm working for that. I mean, try to work for that, to listen from him, you know, like, you were a great servant. Come, come to heaven. Fight the good fight. Go and finish what you started. Go and finish the race of faith. Keep the faith until the end and walk always in truth. The truth hurts, but it's for our good. Amen? It's for our good. So now we have a time of prayer. We are finishing now. Did you get, I hope that you got the point here about the truth. I don't want to hurt you, <laughs> but the truth hurts. And when I wrote it, I was hurt the same time. Because <laughs> we need to change many things in our life. And we give, we, we give small things, a short space to God in our life, to Satan, sorry, to devil in our life. And just it is enough to him to come and destroy us completely. Destroy our family, destroy our faith. Be aware, be alert with your behavior, what you are doing, your action, what you are speaking. The same mouth can praise and curse the same mouth can worship God and tell lies. The same fountain can come with sweet water and salt water. No, there is no sense. The truth hurts, but I hope that you get hurt today and you're gonna be healed by the truth of God. Amen? Let's pray, I invite you to stand up, please. Let's pray together. And ask God help. Oh, Lord, you can close your eyes just for a moment. The truth hurts. It's better to be hurt now than live a life full of lies. We don't want to live a life full of lies, Father. We don't want to, to be that guy that everybody looks to us and say, no, he's angry. Uh, he's a liar. He doesn't walk in the truth. He speaks good things about God, but he's, he, he does not control his behavior, her behavior. We don't want to be like that, Father. We are not here to listen lies to give us comfort in our sins, Father. We are here to hear the truth. And the truth hurts, Father, but it's for our good. We need a surgery. We will be hurt, but it will save us from disease, from pain, from death. Father, we know that you are the truth. Jesus, you are the truth. And we ask, help us to walk in the truth. Help us to be prepared in season and out of season to preach the gospel. But we want to preach and we want to live the gospel. That is true, Father. Forgive us. 
Forgive all moments that we sinned against you. Forgive our lies. And the time we are not ready to preach because we are not living the truth gospel. Forgive us, Lord. We don't have time to play to be Christians. We want to be truth servants of God, Father. We want to have self-control. Help us to have self-control. Help us to control our mouth, our behaviors, our feelings. Help us to have a good character before men, before society, before our family, our home, before our church, before you. Help us to walk in integrity. We are not perfect, Lord. We are here because we are sinners. But we want to be sanctified by your word, by your truth today. So help my life. Help my brothers to walk in truth, to be prepared in season and out of season, to preach the gospel with their life, with their words. In Jesus' name, Lord. And guide us to do one thing, as Paul said, forgetting what is behind and strength toward what is ahead. I press on towards to go to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We want to be faithful until the end, Father. We want to walk in the truth until the end. And at the end, we want to say, as Paul said, Father, I fought the good fight. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Help us to fulfill our purpose here on earth in a true way, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you, protect your life, your family. Make His face shine upon you always and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a nice week with Jesus. And don't forget, walk in the truth. Amen?